Sedano and LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. We were just talking about the Rams a few moments ago, and their head coach, Sean McVay, joins mm-hmm. us now here on the show. So, Sean, we got a lot of football questions for you, as we always do, but you know we got to ask some questions that are not necessarily football-related to start the interview. Hope you and yours are well. Um, but I've heard, Sean, my sources tell me that while you've been doing – training camp and hard knocks has been filming that mama mcveigh is not necessarily happy with your language on the show can you confirm or deny that coach mcveigh i'd like to know who your sources are because that's absolutely correct so what has that conversation been like here's the conversation george uh i got a text from my mom right after the show started i I wasn't watching it because we were still over at the office she said it sure would be nice if the opening segment didn't have you using the F word, you have a lot of people that might look up to you and they'll think it's cool that, uh, to use the F word. You don't want that. And I said, way to really kick a guy when he's down, mom. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of people look up to you. Use the F word may not be the thing you would want. Wow. I, I, you know, my, uh, I was joking around. My parents were here this summer, LZ and, my dad said, you know, you got to watch your language. You know, you know, you want to make sure it's a sharp deal. I said, you don't know what the F you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, so- I do have to watch my language, though. I got I got to be better about that. It's, uh, you know, I'm never cursing at anybody. It's sometimes just try to uh, emphasize words, but it is unnecessary. And my mom uh, is not proud of me right now. Oh, come is, on, man. Is, is that like a, is that, that- a, is that a faith? thing or is it just a you know general sort of decency thing that you guys have always had in your family yeah i think it's more just respect for my mother you know just uh really my parents in general that you know you don't need to use that and uh obviously i'm not doing very well with that one (laughs) uh sean what was uh the best and worst part of your quarantine without football you know, I think the best part was just getting time with, uh, you know, it, it seems like forever ago when we connected on an interview. It's, uh, you know, I think the best time was just being able to be a little bit more still, truly be able to probably get more rest than I've ever gotten, take better care of, you know, myself. But most importantly, just be able to get time with my fiance Veronica. And like I mentioned, my parents were able to come out. We flew them out here and they stayed for a few weeks. And just being more still, you're able to have good quality time that you haven't otherwise. And I think the worst thing was just the the limited interactions with people in person, you know, being able to get back here, you realize how much you thrive. You know, I, I, it's nice to connect with people on zoom and those different things, but uh, it's, there's nothing like being in person with somebody uh, being able to feel their energy and, and how much kind of that just energizes you throughout the day, being around people again. You know, I'm glad you brought up Veronica because, uh, you know, I got to ask this question. What's taking so long, bruh? It's been over a year. What we doing, dog? Really, you know, she's a little bit younger. We were originally thinking, hey, let's get through this year. And she's from the Ukraine. We were planning on getting married in the south of France. Uh, But because of all this stuff, you know, I guess L.A. is a nice, uh, nice place to be able to settle for if you can't make that. I just. We didn't have trust and confidence in, in next year, and we're kind of limited into only being able to do it in the months of June or July. But I would be ready to do it now. We just uh, we kind of had always set that date two years out, just knowing the time and uh, and just trying to make sure that we could accommodate her family members being able to travel and everything as well. 
I mean, LZ, there's a pandemic going on, for God's sake. I mean, you know. That doesn't stop nobody from getting married. Cut the man some slack. dog. I got some questions, man. I can't deny that. You are right. You know, we've talked about maybe let's just get over with and we'll have the party, you know, next June when it's really scheduled for us. So I, I, I can't disagree with that. Well, there you go. You can have you and the dogs out there, right, with your beautiful view. You can just do it at the house. You have someone come over. You've got the masks on, right, or, or, or socially distant, right, the minister. You make that all happen. Just do it at the house. Exactly. I guess there you go. That. Hey, we can do that. All right. Hey, I, I, I know a good DJ, too, if you need some karaoke for the party. Just let me know. <laughs> I love uh, it. Sean, the hard knocks part of it, like how weird is it knowing that there are cameras everywhere? You know, here's the only thing I would say. They, they've really done a good job of kind of blending in. But, you know, I, I come in early in the morning and I got these robo cameras in here. Uh, when you're mic'd, you know, you know you're mic'd. They're, they're about as respectful and as seamless as it gets. But there is an element of when you know that it's not you that you're just talking to somebody else. You know, you're, you're just a little bit less yourself, I think. And you, there are times when you kind of forget about it, like when I use bad language. But other than that, it's, it's definitely different. But I think anything is better than not being able to have football. And if it's a good reflection on the, on the, uh, on the Rams, you know, we're all for it. And especially if I get made fun of where people act like I'm ordering a McDonald's order. I can't tell you how many people buried me about that thing. I don't know if you guys saw that on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I, <did. laughs> I, I have to tell you, Sean, I'm actually irritated that the Rams are on hard knocks. And this is why. Hard Knocks is usually reserved for bad teams. And we're not a bad team. And I don't like being characterized and lumped in with the bad teams through this show. LZ, I'm right there with you, my man. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) I I, I think it's it's, it's highly offensive they even asked us to even participate in Hard Knocks as if we aren't a good team. We're a very good football team that, in my opinion – was a foot and a half away from making the playoffs. Yeah, no, it's uh, it, there's a lot of good motivation, a lot of reasons for us to uh, to try to respond the right way, and I I, I do have confidence that uh, this year will be a uh, a great opportunity for us to be able to answer it with our play. Sean, speaking of that, when you look at your roster this year, obviously over the last couple of years, there's there's been plenty of turnover. That's the sport, I get it, but there's been. Uh, even more significant turnover with your group than maybe some of the other teams that are competing for playoff spots. Um, What do you look at your team right now and say to yourself, this is absolutely our strength and this is definitely an area we need to work on? Yeah, here's what I would say. There has been a lot of turnover, but if you look at it, you know, the the core veterans, the key leaders in place, uh, you know, we feel really good about the continuity there. I think when you look on the defensive side of the ball, you're talking about Michael Brockers and Aaron Donald. John Johnson is an ascending player, and Jalen Ramsey's one of the, you know, the best players in this league. So, uh, you know, those four being able to lead the way on defense feel really good about. You had a player like Leonard Floyd, uh, who's had a significant impact on a great defense in Chicago the last handful of years, has familiarity with Brandon Staley. Uh, you know, those are all good things. And then you go back over to the offense. You got Goff. You've got Woods and Cup. Tyler Higby is an ascending player that played really well towards the latter half of the year. And we got some continuity with our two tackles with, with Havenstein and Whitworth. And then I think Austin Blythe is continuing to mature. So we've got leaders in place. Uh, Johnny Hecker as our punter wouldn't want anybody else in the world. You got, you know, a long snapper and Jake McQuaid. So, there's a lot of things that we do feel good about, and there's a lot of players that we drafted 
and some young players that are going to be asked to step up that uh, I think will show why we have a lot of confidence in them to be able to do so. How difficult was it for you to get the young players, the rookies in particular, obviously acclimated to what you wanted to do when you didn't have the normal face-to-face interaction and time to do that? You know, it was challenging, LZ, but the guys that we drafted, especially those young players that you're talking about, they're very mature football players, uh, smart. Football just makes sense to them. They love the game. They've been easy studies. You don't take for granted any of these reps that are so vital to them at this point. But when you look at a lot of these rookies that we are expecting to contribute in a big way for us, they pick things up fairly quickly. Uh, and that's been a real positive. And we've gotten a lot of chance, you know, we've gotten a, a great opportunity to get more above the neck reps than ever before. And really today represented, uh, you know, our, our, fifth practice, if you will, uh, third and pads, and and uh, these guys are doing a nice job. Sean McVay, Rams head coach, joining us here on Sedano and LZ on 710 ESPN. Sean, you know, Jared has now been with the club several years. How much more is expected from Jared Goff this season? Yeah, I mean, I think you always expect him to grow, George, but I think the thing that we've really emphasized is you've played at a really high level continue to, to, to make the plays that, that you understand how to make, make good decisions, snap in and snap out, operate the offense, and the rest takes care of itself. I mean, he's, he's so talented, but there is an element of, you know, don't feel like you have to do too much. Let your 10 teammates help you. Uh, let's operate the system in a way that is conducive for you playing at an all-pro level, which we've seen him do. And, and, and he makes the system go. You know, I think the unfair narrative, oh, is a system quarterback. Well, the system is what it is because of his ability. And uh, sometimes it's like, hey, let's just continue to improve, learn from the things that, that we can do better than what we've done over the last couple of years. But let's not lose sight of them, the amazing things that you have done and, and continue to do that and, and, and see if we can do it a little bit better than what's been done. Um. Jonathan Bean was just announced today as the new SVP uh, for diversity and inclusion. What's the one thing you would like to see Mr. Bean address more than anything when it comes to the issues of diversity and inclusion in the NFL? Yeah, what what I would say, LZ, has been the most eye-opening thing for me is that uh, it's about understanding everybody's individual perspective and how their experiences, their environments have shaped the way that they feel about different things. I, I think there is a natural inclination to think there's a one-size-fits-all, but I know for me one of the most beneficial things that these last few months have enabled you to, to learn is that uh, asking questions that maybe you haven't asked before gives you some insight so that you can really listen to learn and then be able to implement processes and procedures that are in alignment for being able to accommodate a lot of people but also understanding that there's so many different things that that people have uh strong feelings on it and how can we really just have that empathy and understanding and, and really just be able to have that equity amongst everyone sean mcveigh with us here sean what about uh speaking of uh, you know protocols right like what about the protocols you're dealing with in regards to the pandemic and coronavirus and how different that has been as an experience overall for you and the players it's been different, but it's something that you just get used to. You know, you just implement it as part of your everyday rhythm. You know, I, I when I wake up in the morning, I fill out the COVID questionnaire. You take your temperature. Uh, you get your COVID test every single day. You're wearing your mask. You're socially distanced when when you when you can be. And uh, 
uh, and then you're just making sure that you're extra, you know, conscious about washing your hands as much as possible and, and, and kind of, uh, you know, Reggie Scott's done such a great job of, of implementing sound uh, parameters and protocols to really keep our ecosystem right. And, and I think the players have done an excellent job. And, and really, it, it's something that, you know, you kind of don't really notice anymore. The mask becomes kind of a, an extension of you just kind of grab it like you would throwing a hat on. Um, Sean, if I could offer a little piece of advice, and I don't know if George wants to join in or not, don't spend too much money on the food. When you do the wedding, they don't remember, Sean. They yeah, don't. they don't. They don't. Sean. They, oh, they, but what I would say, here's my piece of advice when it comes to the food, Sean. You make sure to remember to eat when you have the party uh, with you and Veronica because I kept forget every time someone wants to come and say hello to you and congratulate you, you, you don't get a chance to drink or eat, and you need to set aside time for that. That would be my advice, LZ. Yeah, I love that. You know, I've also gotten some good advice, too. Make sure you're very agreeable and don't have an opinion on too many things because uh, it'll be a lot smoother that way. Oh, there's no question about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, it's not, it's not your day. Yeah. I mean, it, Sean. I, I am more than happy to take a, a secondary role. Veronica has definitely take the lead role. I'm very interested when she wants me to be. And then if she feels strongly about it, I couldn't agree more, baby. There you go. There you go. Sean, before we let you go, I do have one question from when I was watching the original episode of Hard Knocks, and I'm curious to see if your investigation has led to anyone uh, being the culprit here. But who was pooping in the porta potty You know, I, I wish I could tell you, but it was absolutely awful. Yes, you can. Awful. We, yes, you I can. can. You this. can tell we have, me. We have... We have taken care of that issue. I think we had some nervous <laughs> rookies those first couple of days. If I was to have to bet, if if I was betting on it, I I bet it was some of these rookies that were real nervous those first couple of days. Sean, you're the best, brother. Thank you so much for always making time for us. We appreciate it. Stay healthy, stay safe, and we'll talk to you soon. No, hey, Thanks, I appreciate Sean. it. Always enjoy coming on. And LZ, I loved reading your article in the LA Times earlier this offseason, man. That was pretty special. Hey, thanks, brother. Really appreciate the support. Uh, you got it, man. All right, you guys have a good one. Take care, Sean. You too. There he is, Sean McVay, the head coach of your Los Angeles Rams. I always love talking to that guy, right? I mean, how do you not yeah. enjoy having a conversation with him? From the very first moment we met, which was um, shortly after he was hired in Texas for the Super Bowl. And we were at our, uh, an event at a party, and Sean walks in. He was with Les. I'll never forget it. And I go up to him and we start chatting. And the next thing you know, Sean has me so fired up for football, I was ready to go across the middle at my age. Like, he is so passionate and his energy is so infectious. Yeah. I walked away from him, George, at that party thinking, oh, man, we're in good hands. This guy, he's not a faker at all. He yeah. loves this game. Yeah, it's funny. I had a similar situation with him. I ran into him at a Clipper playoff game um, that first season that he was here and had a very similar experience with him. He's awesome. He's Laura, what did you just say to me in my ear? You guys got bro love. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've now known him for a long time, LZ. Like, you know. I mean, we, we grew up together, if, if you will. Well, we've I all mean, been in know? L.A. about the same amount of time, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I remember, you know, on Sports Nation, God rest his soul. Uh, my biggest question was about whether or not someone that young can command the respect of Ben, who may be his age or older. And after meeting him the first time, 
and I'm a good 10 plus years older than Sean McVay, again, I was ready to go across the middle for him. Right. And I had no doubt that he would be the leader of men. And he's been nothing, him and Coach Anthony Lynn have been nothing but outstanding figures for us, for the city, for the area. Uh, as far as NFL coaches goes. I couldn't be happier with those two guys. No question. Agree with you 100%. And we're going to talk to another great uh, L.A. athlete um, and part of an organization that we love, the LAFC. Uh, Mark Anthony K is going to stop by. Mac is going to join us. He's on hold as we speak. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. So it's time to switch gears and talk the, uh, you know, talk football too, LZ. Just a different kind of football. So we'll talk about the LAFC. Mark Anthony K. Mac joins us now here. Uh, Mark, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Uh, what, what did you make of Coach McVay? I don't know if you know him at all. You're familiar with his work. Uh, what did you like when you, what did you, did you like, excuse me, what you were listening to? Uh, I came on at the end of your guys' conversation, but just hearing how LZ was saying that he motivated him to run across the field for him, I, I, I believe that, you know, he's a, a talented leader. And, you know, when you have someone at the, the head of a club like that, uh, you know, it brings success. So um, I'm definitely going to try and, uh, you know, brushing up on a little bit about him now because uh, you guys were talking so highly of him. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a great guy, but you know you got you have a pretty good coach as well. Not to not to you know focus strictly yeah. on the NFL. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Car- Carlos says something that put a tremendous amount of pressure on your squad. I want to go right to it when he basically mm-hmm. said, "If you don't win the chip this year, the season is a failure." Now I agree <laughs> personally. I agree too. But what did you yeah, think when you year. heard that? No, no, no. I, I agree 100%. That's that's the goal at the beginning of every year. So if you don't end the season with that trophy in your hand, you you essentially did fail, you know? And, um, yeah, I, I support what he says, and we understand what we're trying to achieve with this club and our team. So, uh, yeah, that doesn't bother us at all. Mac, let me ask you this. Um, how would you describe – the Orlando experience for you guys? Uh, definitely interesting. You know, I think uh, a lot of guys leading up to it didn't want to go. You know, um, just we didn't know how safe it was going to be. Felt like we were the guinea pigs first out of all the leagues now that are going to be doing it. And, um, yeah, it's just it's mentally draining for sure when you're just in a hotel room day after day, you know, your your whole 24-hour day is set in a schedule. You got testing. You have to wear a mask everywhere. Yes, it, you, it gets normalized in a sense, but, you know, you're asking people to do things they've never done before. So it's always challenging. I bet if, you know, there's another tournament style, something like this down the road, I think people would be uh, 
more understanding of it and know how to deal with it a little bit better. So I would say, yeah, the biggest thing, it was interesting. And uh, I'm glad that we came out of there with no severe injuries. And unfortunately, we weren't able to extend our stay, but uh, there were some positives from it. Did, did you learn how to make sourdough or something like that? Like, what did you do to keep yourself entertained? <laughs> sourdough, man. It was like packing snacks. I had a suitcase full of snacks heading into this bubble. Oh, I did what are we talking about here? I was going to be faced with. What are we talking about? What was in the snack uh, pack? Everything. Granola bars. You had the ramen. You had, I brought a kettle. I brought a blender. Granola, cereal, you know, a couple of bags of chips every here and there. So... Yeah, we we were we didn't know what we were going into, so um, it was definitely like I said, it was an interesting situation, and um, obviously we'd always vote against it. But don't be surprised if something like this has to happen again, or it becomes normalized in a preseason kind of uh, idea. Mac, let me ask At you. At what a... point? Sorry, go ahead, LZ. No, 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 go ahead. Go ahead, George. Okay. Um, you know, LZ referenced Carlos Vela. Um, what kind of adjustments need to be made now? I mean, look, we know he was your best player last year. He was the MVP of the league. Yeah. Um, but is there an adjustment period since it's been a minute since you guys have all played together? Uh, no, because we've played more with Carlos than we have without. So, um, yeah, no, we're all excited he's back and – no real adjustment period. I think he just, you know, steps right back in and hopefully uh, he, he he's just at the same level that we remember him at and it'll be great, you know. So uh, definitely no adjustment period. We're, we're all excited that he's back with us. Can you talk a little bit about what it was like to play without hearing fans? I mean, one of the great things about LAFC, and, you know, we like the players, obviously, but come on, it's about the environment that's created mm. by the fans. And you didn't have that in Orlando, and you won't have it for the foreseeable future. What was that like for you? Yeah, you know, um, I think it was definitely a challenge in a sense because the environment of games definitely adds something to a player's mentality you know what i mean we're used to we're like modern day modern day like gladiators right so you you play for the fans right and i think um the, the good thing is that once you get to that level we're all very good pros that we understand that you have to adapt very quickly and without fans you have to end up leaning on your teammates a little bit more to get you motivated so it was a challenge at first, but um, I think a lot of the players got very used to it. It was a little bit more calm in a sense um, because you can hear each other a little bit more. It, it feels more like a training session, but more heightened intensity because, you know, you're playing against a competitive opponent for, for points. So uh, it was a challenge for sure at the beginning, but I think their, the adaption was very quickly. Mark Anthony Kay of the LAFC joining us here. Your midfield mate, Edward Atuesta, is out. How do you manage that particular situation? Yeah, you know, Edward's a big part of our, our, our team, and um, it's unfortunate that he's not going to be with us tomorrow on the field. But I think this, this club has done a good job to 
you know, scout for young players who are very talented and have a high, high uh, ceiling so that they can be able to step in um, in times like this. So um, they don't go after players that they don't believe can start. And I think we have a, a, a great selection of players who can do that. So it's just time for people to step up, just like how Carlos was uh, not with us in the bubble. Other players had to step up. The whole team had to step up. So it's the same thing with Edward. Edward is just as key as a player out as Carlos was. So um, we all have to have the responsibility again. And um, some, some specific guys will have to step up in their position. Yeah, you and I... Um... I've talked a lot over these last few months about what was happening, you know, all over the country, but really also what was happening in LA and specifically downtown in terms of the marches and the protests and things of that nature. And I know you really wanted to continue, not just the dialogue, but to get involved. Have you found something, uh, an avenue or anything in which you feel will be a good usage of your resources and times in terms of criminal, in terms of criminal justice reform and social justice? So right now we still have, um, we're still in the early stages of getting the uh, MLS players for change, black players for change up and running. Um, we, they have done a really good job to help set up everyone in their specific market to know what they can uh, do, like you're talking about, to continue the conversation and help push change. Um, so we are still outlining what we can do. It's it's tough because you're so close in a bubble and everyone's able to be in a meeting and on the same schedule. And now you get back to your home markets. It's, it's a challenge, but a good challenge to make sure we stay um, engaged with uh, the other players. And especially in my market, I don't have much uh, communication with the Galaxy players. I would like to you know, get on a call with them so that we can, you know, put a plan together because it doesn't need to just be LAFC doing something, right? It could be all the sports teams or LAFC and LA Galaxy doing something to make a difference because we are part of the MLS together. So um, right now we're still trying to figure out what the first project is. And for me, it's a challenge too because this isn't my country, you know what I mean? So there's so many different avenues you can go down and I don't know which one to go down first. And I also don't want to neglect one if one needs more. So it's, 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 uh, it's a work in progress still, LZ, but uh, it's going to get done. Uh, Mark Anthony K. I don't want you to try to pretend as if Canada, don't be trying to act like Canada doesn't have racism. I heard what you said. This ain't oh, my it, country. It does. It, 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 <laughs> does. it does have racism. But now I have to be careful because uh, I am not American. And so I need to tread a little bit smarter and lighter, I guess, in certain ways when I do inject myself into these conversations and into these reforms, because again, it's not my country. So I need to take lead from other people and then put my voice on it. Whereas if I'm in Canada right now, you know that based on my experience of living there and all that stuff, I know where to go. I know which resources to ask for. So that's what I meant in that sense. But yes, Canada has its racism. We, we know that. There, there's no hiding that. I will ask you this, though. Why is it that all of you Canadians are way more polite, though, in general? I know we're talking about racism right now, but as a, yeah. a, 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 a in general, a, it is one of it, the most pol politest countries. <laughs> yeah, it's the most politest. It's the politest <laughs> country I've ever been to. I, I don't know. It's like small KKK. Uh, it's not capital letters. They're all very <laughs> lowercase letters. 
<laughs> no, I don't know what it is. We just, we, I, I, I don't know. Since I've been young, we don't like confrontation. You know, yeah. We, we, I don't. We were taught to apologize first. Even if we made a mistake, we apologize first, and it usually diffuses a situation before a situation even arises. So, um, I guess. You know, when we get dispersed amongst, you know, the United States and stuff, people pick up on it quicker. But I don't think we are nicer than Americans. I think that we just, you know, we use our words a little bit better in a certain sense to avoid confrontation. Well, Mac, thank you so much for the time, man. Good luck tomorrow. Best of luck. Thank you for joining us. A pleasure to talk to you for the first time. Looking forward to chatting with you on a more frequent basis. Stay healthy and stay safe, okay? Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Have a good night. Stay safe. You, you too. Take care. There he is. You too, Mark brother. Okay. Of the LAFC. Uh, all right, LZ. We've got one more to go, and then Scotty Caps is going to stop by. Uh, but coming up next, I have to ask you a specific LeBron question, okay? About Ooh. his play and what the expectation needs to be, and should we be adjusting our expectation about in regards to LeBron because of one specific reason? We'll get to that coming up. How about that for a tease? This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Sedan on LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. Thanks to Sean McVay. Thanks to Mac, Mark Anthony K of the LAFC for joining us there. Woo! We had to go. We went... You know what was – I'm going to let people behind the curtain here, LZ. I've had to go to the bathroom for like an hour, and then we had to do back-to-back segments there. <laughs> and it was like, oh, my God, I just need to go as soon as we're done here. And uh, and then I didn't realize we had a short break. Thank, I literally got back on the headset as Laura says we were coming back. So there you go, LZ. You were the porta potty guy, right? It was you. It was you at, at Rams camp. Where's LZ? Did we lose him? Yeah, I think we did. He was getting. He was on a big delay during was these a, two interviews. There was a little bit of a delay there, yeah. But uh, yeah, hopefully he comes back soon. <laughs> We've yeah. been having some technical issues today, George. It's oh been my fun. goodness! I know. I know. <laughs> Let's. Uh, yeah. Let, we should find him. Hey, Elsie, did we lose you? Hey, Elsie. Elsie. <laughs> um, I did think it was funny. I I feel like every week though, Mark Anthony K. Um. I just want to ask him, like, random Canadian questions. You should. You should yeah. absolutely ask him as many as possible. Yeah. He says he's down. Yeah, know. he says he's down. Uh, yeah, I just want to ask him random Canadian questions. I want the audience to send us, like, random Canadian questions to ask him. Like, why do you like Tim Hortons better than Dunkin' Donuts? <laughs> you know, like, why do you, uh, why do you like – Isn't there a Canadian Thanksgiving? Is it different? There than... is a Canadian Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, there is. You should ask him about that. Laura, you didn't know that? I it's mean, a different country. Of course yeah. there's a different Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. That's American. Yeah. <laughs> there's no Thanksgiving in, like, England. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't... Why? Okay, sure. I mean, they Canada were discovered at a different time, you know? <laughs> Canada's a little weird, but they're cool people. Yeah. Isn't Ariel Hawani Canadian? He is Canadian. Yeah. See, he's from cool. Montreal. Love, 
You love Ariel. He's so, so sweet. He and he doesn't though. make fun of me because I don't know how to ride a bike. And you two always love to make we fun do. of me because of we that. Do. We well, do make I mean, fun of it. You should know how to ride a bike by now. Yeah. <sighs> I'm working Laura, on it, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Laura, are you? Uh, how are you feeling about this uh, Clipper game tied at 23 right now? How are you feeling about this right now? I still have very high hopes that they will lose. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm putting that in the universe. Okay. Elsie, are you back? He says he's back. He says yo on the text. Yeah. There, oh, you there you are. Yeah, yeah. There you I, are. I, 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 I typed yo when she said she couldn't ride a bike. I was in shock, and I didn't know how else to express myself. So oh. I used my words. <laughs> yes. LZ, yeah, Laura does not know how to ride a bike. She also, uh, well, she has a peanut allergy, so we can't make yeah. fun of her about peanut Thank butter. Thank you. But, yeah. yeah. Why not? <laughs> I will die if I have peanuts. Yeah. You can't make fun of that. That part, you know, is. is no, it's. Yeah. I mean, I'm not. I mean, I mean, obviously, if you got sick, I'm not going to tease you. But all the way up to that point, I can make fun of you. No. Well, you know who used uh, used to want to give me anything with peanut butter just to see how it would be, and then put it on Instagram. Raj. Raj found out, and he was like, "Can I just feed you peanuts?" I'm like, "No, I don't want to die." That's the reason we've got rid of Raj. <laughs> there you go. He, he's a murderer, apparently. Yeah. So if you watch Charlie Brown, do you bring out in hives because they were called peanuts? No. Okay, so you you have to consume peanuts. I have to in order consume to... them, yes. And is that because you can't ride a bike? No. <laughs> how do you know? That's not related. I don't. How, how I do don't you know? Think there's any scientific uh, you know what? correlation Maybe LZ there. Is onto something. I'm just saying, every single person I know who can ride a bike likes peanuts. <laughs> I, I just I don't. Oh, understand. okay. Let's test this theory out. You ready, Greg? Yes. Greg, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Do you know how to ride a bike? Of course. Yes, do I you do. like peanuts? Uh, I do like peanuts. There you go. Okay, there no. You go. Wait, no, because you, you need to I, ask I Ariel when he's here because he doesn't know how to ride a bike. But does he like peanuts? Mm. Do you Maybe want me to he text does. him? Maybe he does. Do you, you want me to text, text Ariel Hawani right now and just randomly ask him, yeah. do you like peanuts? Yes. <laughs> yeah, do you like peanuts? Yes so or no? That is literally what I'm going to do. I'm just going <laughs> to randomly ask him, do you like peanuts? And just see what he what he's responding. I hope you he think he'll yes. answer in seven minutes. I, I mean, we'll find out. We also have the Kaplan segment. So, you know, there is some extra time. Oh, oh yeah, that's true. That's that true. is some extra time. But but while we're waiting for Ariel Hawani to respond to, do you like peanuts? Uh, our MMA expert here at ESPN. Um, LZ. The, uh -huh. LeBron, we talked a little earlier about his lack of efficiency, but, you know, and, and it's partially concerning because we were talking about just kind of his body and how he's used to ramping up at a different time, right? Um, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, hopefully as this goes prolongs, right, which we all hope and expect, then yep. he starts to round out into physical form. Um, maybe mm -hmm. not like he was when he was peaking or close to peaking back in March, but close enough, right? Um but I also think that the Lakers have this luxury, and we saw it yesterday, of having Anthony Davis, of being like, LeBron gets to grow old gracefully because they just have to snap Anthony Davis out of it and just be like, yo, go dominate, because you can. <laughs> go do that. Um, and and I, it's, it's really something that not enough people talk about, that luxury of if LeBron isn't right for one reason or another – you still have a top five player on your roster that can dominate the game. Yeah, and in fact, we don't spend enough time talking about the flip side of that, which is he's very rarely had that in his career. A, a running mate, he had Wade for four years. Other than that, we're talking like what? You know, Booby Gibson? Like, what are we talking about here in terms of him being able to say, 
I don't have it today. Can you take this load off my shoulders? Even the great Michael Jordan was able to turn to Scottie Pippen on those occasions when Scottie's jumper was really falling and he couldn't miss. He was able to let Scottie kind of dominate the game offensively. LeBron's never really had that. The remarkable thing about last night's performance wasn't Anthony Davis, was that the Lakers won with LeBron James having a below-average game. That, like, never happens in the postseason for him. So you're right. He's, he is able now to grow old more gracefully because of the presence of Anthony Davis. The question is whether or not Anthony Davis is ready to be that guy every single day, every single game, every single moment he's on the floor. Because a 27-year-old LeBron James was able and ready to do that. And every great at that age was ready and able to do that. Anthony Davis now needs to string together several performances like last night to prove he's ready to ascend to the alpha dog status that we all wanted to see him reach. Yeah, it, it, and we need to see that for sure. Um, I have spoken to Ariel Helwani. Um, call him right now, Laura, uh, because Ariel Helwani, I, I spoke to him and I text him. Very important question. Do you like peanuts? He says, yes, very much. Peanut butter, too. Preferably salted. And I asked him, can we call Ooh. you? So we are going to call him. He's going to feel bad now. Um, Why? Because he, he loves should Laura. Not. He loves oh, no. Laura. I thought because he was Canadian. Well, he is Canadian as well, so there's that. He's going to be <laughs> yeah. extra polite. Yeah. Um, but I feel like this is what we need to do is just randomly call our ESPN MMA expert and ask him that because, uh, you know, he is, he is in that group with Laura. He's one of the few people that is in that, that category. So we want to make sure we, we do this properly. So – Wait, just to confirm, LZ. So you said everybody that knows how to ride a bike loves everyone. Peanuts, right? Everyone no, no, no. that I know, everyone that I know who likes peanuts can also ride a bike. Right. right. So then we asked Ariel. You asked, well, Ariel Hawani doesn't know how to ride a bike, and he's here. Uh, and this is what we do on this show now: is that we will randomly call the gr the best in the business at covering MMA, Ariel Hawani, who works for us here at ESPN. What's his own theme music, as you hear right there? Uh, about these very important questions about peanuts. So, Ariel, um, you have answered the question that you do like peanuts. Does it make you feel any worse, though, that Laura doesn't like peanuts and we were basically just making fun of her and utilizing you as a tool to make fun of her even further? I won't say that it makes me feel worse. I'm surprised because I really felt like we were spirit animals. I thought that we had found, you know, common ground. Okay, why? I, I don't know the why. I'm sorry. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> I'm allergic. <laughs> I will oh, die. That's that's she could die. Fair. There I is mean, that. Yes. See? Okay. That's not fair. I mean, you probably do like them. You just can't. You know, sometimes we love what we can have. <laughs> and I love the fact that you guys are having this conversation because I was just literally five minutes before you texted me, George, thinking to myself, wow, this is like a real Friday night with so much going on in the world of sports, hockey playoffs, NBA playoffs. Baseball, there's Bellator, mixed martial arts, which you guys don't care about, but I do. Smackdown going on. There's so much going on. And you guys are talking about peanuts and riding bikes. This is great stuff. I love it. Yeah, I mean, we've spent enough time talking about the Lakers and the Clippers. And, you know, we had Sean McVay sure. on. We've, had, we've done all this stuff. But we just had another fellow Canadian on, Mark Anthony Kay of the LAFC, their midfielder. And, we were, you know, so I felt like, you know, since we were talking Canadians and bikes and Laura and <laughs> peanut butter, we had to just bring you into the conversation before we end the show. I appreciate it. Thank you for thinking of me. No, I love peanuts. Not so um, into the honey roasted, like the salted. 
Um, you know, it's always yeah. fun to go to a baseball game and do the whole shell thing, although it gets very messy. And then you make a whole, like, what do you do with the shells, right? You, you throw them on the ground, you freaking Canadian. What are you talking about? <laughs> no. What do you do with the rude. shells? You throw them on the ground. So polite, you Canadians. Uh, Can't even throw the shells yeah. on the ground. No, why would you do that? Some guy's going to have to clean it up at 1030 at night. He wants to get home to his family. You find a cup, you put it in the cup. How inconsiderate are you? Wait, are you so Canadian that you can't throw a single peanut shell on the ground at Dodger Stadium or, you know, whatever stadium you have to be at? Won't do it. I've attended many of baseball games, especially in my favorite stadium of all time, Le Stade Olympique in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. May it rest in peace. Oh, yes. I have never thrown a, uh, a peanut shell on the ground. <laughs> I'll get an empty cup. I'll ask for a cup. You know, it's usually the beer guy that sells the peanuts as well. All I have to do is ask for the cup, and you put it in the cup. Here, you know what's so funny? This is this is this is how quirky I am. I would throw the hell out of some peanut shells in a baseball stadium, but I won't do the same thing in a football stadium. What's wrong with me? That is the weirdest. Thing. Why? Because football stadiums are more are, are more holy. What? Why? Dirty. Would you do that? They're dirty. They're, you should, I, they should I, actually you should throw everything at the football stadium. It's all yeah, I should. I should. Dirty but and I, debaucherous. I, I, I feel like I'm being like a, like a like. It's pure vandalism to like throw your peanut shells in a football stadium, but it's American and it's patriotic to throw your peanut shells at a baseball stadium. All right, Ariel. Before I let you go, what what is more likely to happen? John Jones returns to the UFC as a heavyweight and wins the heavyweight title within the next year or so, or the Los Angeles Lakers winning a championship. Oh my gosh. Um, ooh, that's a really tough question. Before the playoffs started, I would have said uh, the Lakers, but now I'm going to say John Jones. John Jones is on his way. It's just a matter of time. He has to win the belt as well? Yes. Or just fight it? He anyway? has to beat Stipe or, or whoever, Nagano, whoever is oh. going to be the champion. Uh, I'll go with the Lakers. I'll go with oh, the Lakers. No. I, I, I don't think he will have that kind of success at heavyweight. All right. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Mario Hawani, you are a gentleman and a scholar and – Obviously, a polite Canadian, and we thank you and we love you. Appreciate it. I want to throw your in peanuts bubble. in the ground. I, I want to see you in the bubble. Get over there. I miss you on my screen. <laughs> I miss it too. Trust me. But uh, you can just let's... Facetime him. Yeah, that's you, true. You, you can't just Facetime me. Yes. Actually, you know <laughs> what, Ariel? I I do. Yeah. I, I'm going to hit you up over the weekend because I've got something I, I need to ask of you. I want to do. We'll, we'll we will talk basketball. Trust me. But I will hit you up this weekend. Is that okay? Deal. Anytime, right, my man. Good. Thank you, brother. All right. Take care, guys. Appreciate it. There he is, Ari Hawani, the best in the business of covering MMA. That's how we do it on the Sedano and LZ show. Just randomly hit people up about peanut butter or peanuts. I'm I'm still confused about the whole, I'm not going to throw my shells in the ground. I'm going to put them in a cup. Where did this cup come from? Well, you know what? Let's ask Scott Kaplan about that. He's going to join us in two minutes. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Sedano and LZ with you here. Scott Kaplan coming up here in a second. Um, Scotty Caps, let me ask you a question. You've been doing radio for a long time. We always love 
we'd love now that we get a chance to talk to you. You just you, called him old. You just no. called him old. I've been doing radio for a long time, too. I don't know what you're talking about. So I'm You not, must be old, too. I am old, too. Old exactly. Too. Um, now, over the years, you've yes, had producers write stuff for you, right? Because you got to cut liners, right, for the station or whatever. You're familiar with this practice, correct? Yes? I am. Mm-hmm. So we just had – we had to try to do a session uh, for Laker liners, and I have made fun of Greg uh, repeatedly over the last several weeks because he has I, – I will give him credit for taking on the project of trying to write these liners, but he the problem is he writes terribly, and he's too wordy. He says things that he thinks I would say, but I would never say, and LZ <laughs> also had the same situation happen to him, and we literally had – the cluster bleep of cluster bleep bleeps trying to record uh, liners for the Lakers game uh, these next couple of days. So uh, I, I'm sure for, that you he, could feel our pain. He writes for himself, George. You know, he, he, he writes it as if he's saying it himself. He doesn't he doesn't put himself in character when you when you write for George Sedano. You got to get yourself in the right character when you write for LZ. You got to feel it. You can't write it like it's for me, because if it's for you, then just do it. You know what he is? He's an overconjunctioner. <laughs> he is an overconjunctioner. He's Greg, an overconjunctioner. this is so wordy. It's so wordy. Look, man. I, Just I put am a period a there, Scott. dog. Pre- period, I, new I, sentence. Period, new sentence. I, I do write like I talk with the ellipses in there a lot. I, hey, it's Sedano, <laughs> dot, dot, dot. I told you, dot, dot, dot. Like, that's all in there because I'm trying to – and also, I am trying to write like Sedano. I'm trying to talk. I wrote things that he says. LZ, I haven't worked with enough. No, 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 understand no, you. no, no, no. You, you write words. You write words and phrases occasionally that I say, but I would never say this. Hey, it's Sedano. We all know what LeBron can do in the playoffs, and he hasn't even shown it fully yet. I would never say that line, that sentence. Never. <laughs> never, okay, never. The other one and, you would. The other one you would. There's not a comma to be found anywhere either. I'm just, I'm just, no, I'm just, I don't I'm use just, I, don't I mean, use, I use dots, dot, dot, dot. Kaplan, Kaplan, yes, do you yes, see sir. what we're working with here? I mean, I for do. the love of God. Uh, There's listen, no grammar I, and he has Kaplan, conjunctionitis. I'm an over comma person. I use way too many commas. So what happens with me is, is I wind up writing something that should be broken into three or four sentences. It's one massive long run on sentence, all <laughs> with commas in between. LZ, do you, when you write your columns, how much do you rely on an editor? Oh, every single time, very heavily, but not for my grammar and punctuation, just for like the overall sort of theme of where I'm going to make sure that it's clear. So I don't have conjunctionitis like Greg, and I'm not allergic to commas. I just want to make sure what I'm saying makes sense. Laura, Laura, do you have the audio to he- so Scott can hear us? Oh, don't do this. Oh. Let's not do this. <laughs> yeah, Scott, you got to hear it. Laura's so good at this. Like, she records way, all of it. Yeah, and, and even by the, the stuff. Way, yeah, go ahead, Greg. Scott has some in his mailbox probably pretty soon here that he's going to have to read. Oh, to do this and you wrote them for him? <laughs> I did. Oh, for I the did. love of God. You did? Really? I write them for Mason and Ireland. I write them for you guys. I write them for Scott Kaplan. Yeah. Were you like an English major or something, or are you just kind of winging it? No. Do you write no, them no, poorly I mean, I write... for Mason and Ireland, Ireland on purpose because you hate them? Is English your well, I mean, second I, language? I hate everybody. Let's just be <laughs> let's be real. I hate everybody at this point, especially you yeah. two at this moment. 
Uh, listen, you, you're the one that whipped out these liners that went on and on and on with no commas and nothing but ands and buts in between every well, word. First of all, there's like four sentences in here. It's like there's a it's a 10 second legal ID, dude, that we're running here, not 30 seconds. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, uh, sometimes that is a little long. I, I just would like to say, if I may, that I heard earlier today when Steve Mason said Greg Bergman was a nobody. I made him into somebody. He should love me. These are the words of Steve Mason. And I'm yeah. not saying I'm 100% quoting, but I'm, I'm pretty darn close. I'm paraphrasing pretty closely. Mm -hmm. Steve Mason argued today he made Bergman. Now, I know that, that there's a lot of animosity there, but it's starting to sound like maybe it, it's like you and LZ may be moving up to number one. Mason and Ireland could be moving back to number two. Huh. In terms of possible? in terms of Bergman's hatred right now. Oh yeah. I mean possible? for today? Is that possible? Uh, just, just today, sure. Yeah, the, today pretty much. But you know, uh, it's Mason and Ireland still are I got my vitriol to them. Wait, I yeah. talked to Greg yesterday while I was walking my dog. It was a pleasant conversation. It was. I was you know, we were talking about, you know, the weather, you know, guy stuff. You know, gave him some advice about love, you know, all that good stuff. What kind of advice? You know, useless because I'm gay and I don't think it applies to where he's trying to go with. <laughs> <laughs> so love is not love. Like, it's a different kind of love when we're talking about gay versus straight. Is that what we're hearing? I can say, Steve, you gained some weight and I don't have to worry about getting a divorce. Ah, mm. that's fair. Laura, yeah. Laura has the audio. Laura, let, let's play this audio of LZ and I trying to trying to read these liners. That again, for the audience that doesn't know, this Scott will knows because he, you know he's been radio um, long time. You curse are, a lot. I don't know. The, we shouldn't do this. You curse a lot. She bleeped it out. She's got it. Um, <laughs> Tom Brennan moment here. Okay. Oh, <laughs> no, she didn't. She didn't. Okay. Let's not right. do this. Okay, hold on. Well, if she has to dump it, she has to dump it. At least we can laugh, and the people on the stream can hear it, and they'll laugh. Um, so these are supposed to be 10-second liners for the people out there in the audience. You know, when you're listening to a Laker game at the top of the hour, we have to do a, um, uh, a legal ID. By the way, you're listening to KSB in Los Angeles. And in those 10 seconds, when the station identifies itself, these liners will run. Hey, it's Sedano. Don't forget, AD and LeBron are kicking ass, and hopefully they'll continue to kick ass. Go, Lakers. You're listening to KSB in Los Angeles, right? It's literally supposed to be that short. Listen to what Greg made us read. Go ahead, Laura. <laughs> Does he keep those big boy pants on? Or I'll pick it up from there. Three, two, one. Does he keep those big boy pants on tight tonight in game four? What? Greg, did you write this again? Game and in game four on Monday. Oh, for the love of tonight God. Tonight and in that game isn't, four. I wouldn't talk like that. Can they be on the same pace tonight in game three and Monday? Is it supposed to be on Monday? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Can they be on the same page in game three and on... Wait. Can, can they be on the same page... No, no. You this see, isn't, I'm not this wrong. Isn't right. This isn't right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, that's enough. Let's go. I mean, for the love of <laughs> God, was, man. Oh, you, man. I mean, that I mean, was that was us trying to do that with the stuff he was writing. You you are not a writer, Greg, that's for sure. Probably it's feels okay, good, Greg. though. Probably feels good, though, when you're driving down the street, you know, and you hear LZ read the liner, and then you're like, you're like, I wrote that. See, he said it, but I wrote it. Like a songwriter. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's like a songwriter. You're, you're a Diane Warren of ESPN LA. We are professional communicators and can't read what Greg writes. Like, think about that for a second. That's how bad it is. We have been professional communicators for decades and can't do that. That's all you need to know. About all my life, I've prided myself on having people come up to me and tell me I'm well-spoken, and you just ruined that for me, Greg. Yeah, yeah, you do that. You did that to two minorities, Greg. How do you feel that? And oh LC God. is whoa, a double whoa, minority. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> Taking it just oh, a step. Oh my God! Far. All my life, I just wanted to be well-spoken, Greg. That's all I, I wanted. Now you ruined that. I was, Take I was your L. Supposed to say well-spoken. Take your L. Take your L. Cap, what do you got tonight, man? Well, George, LZ, first of all, I've been listening to you guys for a long time. You know, it's very hard to wait till 7 o'clock to get on the air. It's like playing a Monday night football game. you got to wait all day. So um, coming up tonight, Keyshawn Johnson is going to join me. I want to hear from Keyshawn what it is to have moved cross-country now at this stage of his life. You guys got anything on that? Oh, I've done it. I did it the other way. Yeah, I've, I've I've moved so much. I just assume that's a natural state of existence. Yeah, I just yeah. Would figure a guy like him at this stage of his life, all the money he's made, et cetera. I mean, they must have you know made it so that I mean, he he really to leave L.A. and go back to New York. I'd be really curious about hearing all of that from from Keyshawn tonight. Also, uh, Kirk Morrison is going to be here. I loved your interview with Sean McVay, by the way. I loved it. And um, Spiro Didis is going to be with us. And he's inside the bubble called the game earlier tonight between Philly and Boston. So. Got a good show coming up. Excellent stuff, brother. Always good catching up. Thanks for uh, helping us make fun of Greg, too. <laughs> it's become sport on this radio station. Oh, it is. Trust me. Uh, you'll get into it, too. You, soon enough. You'll see. Uh, <laughs> all right, Cap. Have a great weekend. Have a great show, man. Yeah, back to you guys in LZ. Enjoy that joint and the quiet and the peace for the next six hours. Yeah, LZ. See ya. LZ left already. LZ's like, I'm already, I'm there, I'm starting. <laughs> and Scott's already had fun doing, making fun of me plenty. So he's okay. right into well, the good. family. So you guys are good. All right, so we're All done right. here. We're done here for the weekend. We'll be back, Greg, Tuesday, right? We're back on Tuesday. Uh, Lakers and Blazers will be in our place on Monday. Scott Kaplan is coming up next. Thanks to Greg. Thanks to Laura. Thanks to Sean McVay. Uh, thanks to LZ, who already left to go, uh, you know, Enjoy his weekend. <laughs> and thanks to Mac, Mark Anthony K of the LAFC and Dave McMiniman as well. All right, you guys have a great weekend. We love you. Stay safe, stay healthy. Scotty Caps is coming up next. We'll talk to you on Tuesday. See you.